Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello and welcome back. Happy Wednesday. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to make these lessons short and concise. You know, sometimes I ramble on, honey. But like I always say, I try to go in raw simply because when I do my recording, I do it raw because I let the Ruach rule me. Now, there's some things that might come out of my mouth that is not of the Ruach, honey. Ooh. But I try not to, and I focus not to disrespect anybody or pull, uh, push the envelope so much that it's becoming vulgar. But I need you to see the magnitude of the nonsense that we are doing as the two flocks. We need to turn from our wicked ways and seek the most high's face 10 times more because the days are very wicked. Now, this brings me to the book of Ezra because I, I always quote loosely the book of Ezra. It's for Ezra to Ezra. That's not in the scriptures. Only one Ezra is there, not two Ezra, which is, excuse me, two Ezra's for Ezra. Two Ezra, four Ezra, sorry. Only um, a small piece of Ezra is in the Bible. And it's sad, but it's calculated. It's calculated, but it's sad because if you knew, just like I said, if you knew all of the things that's in the scriptures, you would know who the children of Israel are. It would prick everybody's heart because everything is contingent on the children of Israel. This is what brings me to saying you need to get the CIFA Bible. You need to get the CIFA Bible because it has all of this stuff in it, a plethora of information that you never even heard of. It's so many vital books in there. I already told you that the word of the most high is like a huge puzzle. And I mean huge, so much so that there's many books that we will never have because the heathens got rid of a lot of the books. Nevertheless, the most high is the one who wrote this story of life and he's going to get his message to the children of Israel, no matter what. Okay. That's why you got to turn from your wicked ways. <clears throat> Seek the most high's face. And when you're ready, the most high will send his Ruach to sup with you and you'll be able to hear what the Ruach is saying. Okay. Cause the Ruach is truth and that's what he's going to give you, but he can't do all that. If you don't do what you're supposed to do. So I say that to say, it's a good thing to get as much information as you possibly can so that you can understand what's happening. The reason why a lot of people is confused in the churches is because they got one book. 
And then they got heathens telling them not to look at the other books. Oh, no, don't do that. And we don't we don't consider that real. We don't consider that a real book. Now, how can a bunch of heathens tell you, children of Israel, what's real and what's not? Did not the, the Most High say he never showed no heathen, nothing? He only showed the children of Israel stuff? How can somebody who don't know nothing about the Most High, he's a child of the devil, whether by listening or by being, tell you that this is not the book you need to be looking at or listening to or meditating on? How can they tell you that when they devils? This is what I mean, honey. You need to stop listening to the devil. Okay? Anyway, let's talk about truth. I say that to say I want to talk about truth because the devil doesn't tell the truth. There's no truth in the devil. Yeshua said this. There's no truth in the devil. <laughs> so how can he tell you anything, children of Israel? The problem is that the children keep whoring and going with the devil. And this is the problem. So the devil's sitting up there just telling them anything. And guess what they're doing? Listening. Not remembering that the devil's a liar and been a liar from the beginning. So let's talk about it, people. This lesson is called, this is a daily lesson, tell the truth and shame the devil. Mm -hmm. That's what we talk about. Tell the truth and shame the devil. So let's get into it. Now, I'm, I'm trying not to let this lesson be long, but it probably will be a little lengthy. I don't want it to be, but I need to drive the point home. And I can't drive it home if I don't explain to you what the point is. So let's do this. previously did a lesson on truth versus a lie and I need you to go and listen to it because there are some truths that we need to learn and live with okay and that was on the platform library go to the platform library please listen to all the lessons you need to listen to all the lessons because you need to solidify your foundation you need to build a foundation a lot of people don't have a foundation and a lot of people believe they have a foundation but it, their foundation is built on sand can you build anything on sand and it's stay stationary? No. Okay. There's a lot of people that believe that they really have a solid foundation. But when the truth comes, the truth comes and rocks the foundation, turns it upside down, and then there ain't no more foundation. So we have to deprogram you because you've been programmed since the day you was born. You need to be deprogrammed and you need to relearn the truth. Okay, that's what we're trying to do here. Um, I would like to discuss something else in regards to the truth and uh, what happens when we tell it. We're living in a time of truth and revelation, and this is pissing the devil off. Oh, yeah, the devil's pissed. Okay, it's not only making him angry, it's making his children angry and his followers angry. Okay, is making them angry to the nth degree, honey. Ooh, they mad. So much so that they could kill you, shoot you on Fifth Avenue and do all kinds of other stuff to you, like they said. Nevertheless, it must be told because this was foreordained. And when people receive the truth, they are compelled to share it and spread it. And that's the truth. So 
as I said, I did a previous lesson regarding truth. So we will discuss truth again within that previous lesson. I define truth and I will do so again. But I will say this definition that is within the scriptures. The Ruach is the word of truth. Okay. So you see that the Ruach is truth in a spiritual sense, as well as uh, the carnal definition below. I'm going to define it carnally, but the Ruach is truth. It says it in the scriptures. Okay. So from the Ox Oxford Dictionary, I'm going to um, define truth. And truth is a noun, and it says the quality or state of being true. Um, and it says, and these are the um, words that go along with it. Truthfulness, um, sincerity, candor, honesty. Um, what actually really happened. a law or a principle or a fact. I can't, I didn't want to say fact. That's why I waited. I didn't want to say fact because actually a fact is not the truth. It can be the truth, but a fact and the truth is not the same thing. A fact happens when you find certain um, elements of a system of how it works or whatever it is. So you throw that out there. Okay, this is what happened, right? The truth is a situation that happened that can't be changed. Now, you could lie about it. You could cover it up and do all of that. But you, it, it won't be changed. The fact that it happened, okay? You could be hush-hush about it. You could um, hide it and do all that. But facts are always changing. When a situation changes and it's no longer that situation, it changed. But the truth never changed because it happened and it is what it is. You understand? Okay, I'm just saying it in my way, but you understand the fact versus truth. That's why I didn't want to say fact, because facts change as new information and material become available. But truth doesn't change. If it happened, it happened. Whether somebody's going to lie about it or not, it happened. That's the difference. Okay, so, so I have a question for you. What is truth? And as I've stated, the truth is the rule, and that's spiritually. I have another question. How do, now I ask you this question, how does it shame to de the devil? And the answer to that is the devil is the father of lies. So telling the truth shames the devil who is a liar. I have another question. How does the devil lie? The answer is by his children and his followers. Genesis 3, 14 through 16 explains to you how the devil is a liar. Now I'm going to say that less, I'm going to say that, um, that scripture, but I ain't going to say it right now. So the devil lies by his children and that's in Genesis 3, 14 through 16. And those who listen to his lies, which is listed in the apocalypse of Abraham in the book of Shepherd and Hermas, which I'm also going to read. This is the other ways that he lies. And this is what he does when he lies. He lies, he slanders people. He stands at the throne and slanders the children of Israel and all the rest of the flock. Well, the other flock, the two flocks. Uh-huh, he stands there and lies all the time. He's been doing it. 
he divides people. This is his devices, okay? And what he does to everybody and lying to them. He hides the truth in every way. His story, which is supposed to be history, but it's his story because we already know right now that the stuff that's in the history books ain't real. Whoever tell, gets to tell the story, they get to be the hero, okay? So we already know this nonsense that they teach you now in the schools ain't real. Who's the devil again? Um, semantics by changing words, shifting words around, manipulation, propaganda, mind control. Um, when I say mind control, I mean being able to um, change your mind and your thought processes through TV programming. Um, an example of that um, is how they show something constantly, 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 constantly. And then next thing you know, you want it for whatever reason, but you didn't think that it'd been shown on the TV all day, whether you was watching the TV or whether you had the TV on while you was doing something else. Your subconscious mind is absorbing whatever is coming out of the TV programming and it's restructuring your mind to want that, whatever it is. That's what I mean, mind control. Money, which should have been first, Okay, uh, mammon rules this world. I got a lesson, the second part of the lesson of how the devil fools the world, and it's mammon versus melanin. I didn't do it yet. I'm working on it, but you need to know money rules this world. It should have been first, but whatever. It's not in any particular uh, order. Prestige, privilege, elitism, etc. All of these things is how the devil is lying and controlling you in this world. I already told you the most high said come out of the world. This is how he's doing it. The devil is the God of this world. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 from the King James. I'm using two Bibles, the King James and the ESV, which is the English Standard Version. I will tell you which is which when I read them. This is the King James right now, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. I'm gonna break it down in a minute. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of the Mashiach, who is in the image of the Most High, should shine onto them. I'm gonna say it in regular language. The devil is the God of this world. That's why you don't call the Most High God. The devil is the God of this world. And he's using all those things, I already just told you, to blind you, to manipulate you, the Most High said, come out of the world because the world is wicked. If you're a friend of the world, you ain't a friend of mine. Are you in delusion? A part of that delusion. Now, the Most High does uh, put you in delusion, but the devil uh, bamboozes you also. The reason why the Most High put you in delusion, children of Israel, is because you keep believing the devil. So he said, oh, yeah, that's what you want. I already told you. The Most High going to give you what you want. Uh-huh, whether it's good for you or not, because you keep asking. Uh-huh, you're going to keep asking, oh, I want to be with the devil. Guess what? The Most High going to let it happen. So that's exactly what's happening. The Most High does that to the children of Israel, because he didn't say it to nobody else but the children of Israel. But the devil been already, I mean, the devil already had children, the devil already had believers. That's in the Old Testament. Okay, and it's in the, uh, ex, um, Genesis, Exodus, the first five books, the Most High said the rest of the um, nations follow the devils. So where would he say, I'm going to, um, I'm going to uh, 
give you a strong delusion because you keep believing a lie. That's to the children of Israel because the children everywhere else was already uh, worshiping devils. So the Most High didn't have to say that to them. They was already devils. Now, so the Most High said, the God of this world has blinded the minds of everybody. Okay? Lest the light of the glorious gospel, who is in the image of the Most High, should shine on them. So if the, the gospel of the Most High shining on you, let he who has an ear hear the with the rule, I can say, then you ain't going to be bamboozled. We already know that because it says the devil fools the whole world. And if he could, he would fool the elect. But he can't fool the lad. Why? Because the Most High is working on them with the Ruach. Understand that. Know that. Don't forget that. Now we're going to move on. Okay. The devil is the God of this world and he uses the lust of the flesh to get you. How does that happen? First John 2 and 16 from the King James. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, the Most High, but of this world. Now, who's the God of this world? Go back to 2 Corinthians 4 4, the devil. So, huh? You understand the devil is the uh, God of this world. How does he get you? Through your flesh. Why is there enmity between the spirit and the flesh? Because the flesh is being ruled by the devil and the spirit is the most high. Praise y'all. Hallelujah. Now we're going to move on. To satisfy, to satisfy, the devil used the lust of the flesh to satisfy his children and his listeners, but only for a time allotted to him by the most high. How do we know that? First John Peter, excuse me, first Peter, <laughs> sorry, first Peter, five, eight, and nine, which is from the King James. Be sober, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. What does that mean? It means the devil's roaming around here telling you a bunch of lies and you're listening. That's what it means. The Most High gives the devil a certain amount of time to reign. We already know that. Along with a job to do. So the devil is allowed to reign for a certain amount of time. He also has a job to do. The Most High is the Father of Spirits. The Most High directs the spirits. We know that from the Shepherd of Hermas and every other Thing that talks about the spirits because the most high does direct the spirits and he allows them to do certain things they cannot do nothing without the most highs um okay we know that in the book of job we know that in the testament of job we know that in the book of yashir we know that all of those places we understand that okay so the most high provides the devil limited power limited with requested authority over the people he will fool and bamboozle. And I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. The Most High gives everyone a free will. Okay? You got a free will. Angels had the free will. Humans had the free will. And you, you're supposed to do the best you can with that free will. Okay? The angels and humans had the free will. John 7 and 17 from the King James says, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of the most high or whether I speak of myself. That's John saying that because John is a mere man, just like everybody else. And the 
problem is everybody keeps following everybody else. Everybody's following mainstream society. Everybody. Everybody's following mainstream society. Guess who mainstream society's following? The devil. Because uh -huh. the devil is the god of this world. The mainstream society makes the rules. They make concepts. They make constructs. And everybody follows it. That's why the most I say, come out of her. The only way you're going to come out of the world is by your thoughts and your actions. Because you don't have a moon, a Mars, a Neptune, a nowhere you can go. You have to come out of her by your thoughts and actions. Understand that, know that. Okay. And his face will actually, excuse me, the most high gives everyone free will. And this free will is actually time to be a free agent and to do right on your own. And it's a kind of a test from the most high. Mm -hmm. It's a kind of a test from the most high because the most high give you a free will just to see what you're going to do with it. I'm going to give you the power of the free will. I'm going to see what you're going to do with it. He did that to the angels too. And look what some of the angels did. The fallen angels, which are the watches and the one third of the angels that got thrashed down. Look what they did with their free will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a mystery too. In the first, second, and third, and fourth heavens, they exercise and they, those, um, those heavenly hosts, that's there, and I say heavenly hosts, but angels, whatever they call themselves or whatever they actually are, because they all ain't angels, they exercising their free will too, and they acting like fools in the lower heavens. Yes, they are. It says this in the scriptures. It says it in uh, books of mystery. Mm -hmm. So the most high does test us. And how does he test us? I'm getting ready to prove it to you. Deuteronomy 8 and 2. ESV, which is the English standard version. And it says this. And you shall remember the whole way that the most high your L has led you these 40 years in the wilderness that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you should keep his commandments or not. I said it in the ESV because they're saying it in English, regular English. But what is he telling the children of Israel? I put you in the wilderness for 40 years just to test you, see what you're going to do. And why did they have to walk around in circles in 40 years? Because they didn't listen. You already know they holes that's hard of hearing. Hard of hearing holes. That's what the children of Israel are. Okay. Yah's expectation is that you will choose to be righteous. But if you don't and you choose to do wickedness, it will be counted against you. And how is it going to be counted against you? Deuteronomy 30 and 19, King James Version. I will call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may live. Why does the Most High always give us a hint and a half for our behinds? Because he's going to make sure all the T's is crossed and all the I's is dotted before you turn around and make an excuse for sinning. There's no excuse for you sinning because the Most High already gave you everything you need plus your free will. Now, if you turn around and you do wrong, you can't turn around to the Most High and say, well, this happened because this person did that and this person did that. The most high gonna be like, you going over there. Okay. We're not gonna play them kind of games. 
Most High don't play games with us. Okay, he don't play games with us at all. He gave us enough tools to navigate this world. And if you want to turn around and start showing your behind and being the hole that you are, then go right ahead. Okay. All right. So like I said, y'all's expectation that you will choose righteousness. Um, as I said, y'all's expectation is that you will choose to be righteous. But if you don't and you choose to do wickedness, it will be counted against you. And if you continue to follow wickedness, the Most High will let you go all the way, all the way with the sinning until you are swollen with wickedness. And then you will not move to the next life. Okay? We already know sin is transgression of the law and there's sin that will lead to death. We understand that. We know that. Remember, wide is the road to perdition. And that scripture is Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Enter you in the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there will be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which lead unto life. And a few there will, excuse me, and a few there be that find it. Now, that was from the King James, but you notice D and Dow just threw me off. I'm going to say it my way. The gate to perdition, to hell, perdition, is huge. It's, woo, it's big. Woo, it's big, it's big, it's big, it's big, it's big. But the narrow gate is where the two flocks is going to go. Now I'm going to quote something. This is Ezra, four Ezra, two Ezra. The Most High is telling Ezra that people got to go through hell and high water. If there's hell on the left side, and well, I'll say high water on the left side, hell on the right side. On both sides, that little narrow way is where you got to walk. You got to walk through that little narrow way. And the metaphor for that is you're going to go through hell. And you're going to go through high water. You're going to go through um, a lot of hardships, a lot of heartache, a lot of um, bad experiences in life to get through the narrow gate to get to the other side. You have to. That's what it means. You have to. Okay. All these adverse things in your life is going to lead up to something good. If you are in the will of the most high. Okay. Understand that and know that. Okay. However, if you do not follow, if you do not follow wickedness, but choose to walk in righteousness for your walk of life, you will be offending the devil. Understand that. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But there will be nothing he could do because you are under the will and favor of the most high Yah and your life walk will shame the devil because righteousness is a punch in the face to the devil who hates the, the very sight of you. The devil don't like looking at you. He don't like you. He don't like your smell. He don't like your look. He don't like none of that. The devil don't like none of that. And when you follow the most high, it's giving him an uppercut. It's punching him in the face. It's beating him down. That's what he's doing. 
you choosing to follow the most high is a detriment punch in the face to the devil. This is why the devil works so hard to get you. Because he knows if you're in the will of the most high, remember, he's angry at the most high for even making you. So he said, oh, no, I don't like them. I'm never going to worship them. I'm going to put my um my throne up uh, against the most highs and I'm going to overthrow the most high. I'm going to do all this. And what did the most high do? Thrash him and one third of the devil's down here. And once he was down here, he was rolling around here wanting to get some power. But Adam had the power. I already told you Adam was the king, the priest and the firstborn, he, the earth was bequeathed to him, but then he bamboozled Eve, Eve bamboozled Adam, the devil took the power, and the devil let all kinds of stuff come into this world, this is why we got to fight all this stuff now, the most I said, your fight is not with flesh and blood, it's with principal, principalities, powers, rulers, and wickedness in the skies, which is the firmament, firmament I'm getting tired. the firmament, the skies on land, under um, under the earth, on earth, under the earth, in the water, in the sky. That's what you're fighting. And what do those devils use? They have to use physical flesh. So what do they do? They start talking nonsense. You either listening to them or you was the devil's child. I'm going to prove to you that there's devil's children. I'm going to prove to you. That there's devil's children, not only in Genesis 3, 14 through 16, which is the first one. I'm going to prove to you in the, um, in the apocalypse of Abraham that the devil has children. You're not going to play with the most high. You, under, you have to understand what's going on. In order for you to play a game, I'm just saying, in order for you to play any game, you got to understand how the game works. You got to understand the rules of the game. You got to understand who you are in, um, in the position of the game and what your goal is. That's what you got to understand. You just can't go in and just play by ear. No, 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 no. When the Ruach is dealing with you, the Ruach is going to tell you all the rules of the game. He's going to tell you who you are in the game. He's going to tell you what your position is and how you're going to win the game. That's what. That's why the devil can't fool the saints. That's why the devil can't fool the very elect. Because the Most High is sending the Ruach to tell all the very elect exactly how, what the game consists of. The devil's playing poker with y'all. And what he's doing is he's bluffing. He's bluffing. And he's telling you all this stuff, all that, all the money that's sitting in the middle, that's your life. That's your life right there. Instead of playing with money in the middle with this poker, your life is there. And what the devil is doing is playing for your life. And what he's doing, he's telling you all kinds of lies and throwing down hands and, and taking some of the, some people's, but he ain't take the whole pot yet. But you forgetting, you know, people are, people are believing this. What you what you don't remember or forget to um, understand is the devil's a liar. He's been a liar from the beginning. So what he's been telling you is lies. If you understand that the whole damn thing is a lie, then you can move on and do what you need to do. But no, people keep sitting there listening to him and playing with him. That's what they're doing. They're playing poker with him. All right. Now, let's get on with it. I'm going to go to Genesis 3, 14 through 16. 
understand what I'm getting ready to say. Don't forget what I'm getting ready to say. Understand that they, the devil does have children. The devil has children, people. The devil has children. The devil has children. The devil has children. Understand that. This is why the Most High told the children of Israel, stop messing around with these other nations. They worshiping devils. Naturally, you're going to worship the devil if the devil's your father. Uh-huh. But there's a caveat to that. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But let's do it. Genesis 3, 14 through 16. And the Most High, Yahuwah, said unto the serpent, because you have, oh, I'm at the King James, but I'm just going to say it in regular language as much as I can, because it's just too much. <laughs> and the Most High Yah said to the serpent, because you have done this, bamboos and Eve and Adam, you are cursed above all cattle. Remember, the devil got into the snake. The devil was the devil. A spirit inhabited the snake who allowed it. And both of them got cursed. Understand that? Know that. You are cursed above all cattle. This is the this is the um, this is the snake's curse, and then it's going to transition right into the devil's curse. Listen, because you have done this, snake, you are cursed above all the cattle because these are animals, and above every beast of the field. On your belly shall you go, and the dust shall you eat all the days of your life. That's the snake's curse. Understand that. That is the snake's curse. Now here comes the devil's curse. And I will put, this is the devil's curse, and I will put enmity, which is hatred, between you and the woman. Okay? The woman came from man, humans. Let me make man in my our image. Understand that. Uh, Eve came from Adam, straight from him. So the devil's going, excuse me, the most high is going to put enmity, which is hatred between Eve's seed and the devil's seed. I'm going to read it again. And I will put enmity, which is hatred between you, devil, and the woman who is Eve and between your seed, devil, and her seed. And it shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So he told Eve, the devil's going to bruise your head and your, um, and your children is going to bruise the, bruise the devil's heel. That's the curse of the devil and Eve. Then he said, because he's saying that Eve's children is going to have to deal with the devil, the wheat and the chair, the wheat and the chair. Um, the most highest children are the wheat. The devil's children's the chair. Stop playing. Now I'm going to read 16. Unto the woman, which is Eve, the Most High said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. What is that? It's a sin. No, it's not. Excuse me. It's not a sin. It's a curse on women to have to go through labor and childbirth. What did I say? Labor. That's the harsh pains that come before the child comes. That's her... Um, her um, I'm going to say sin. Sorry. She sinned, but that's her curse. In sorrow, you shall bring forth children and your desire shall be to your husband and he shall rule over you. That's a whole lot to unpack. So because in the beginning, 
Eve was the helpmate of Adam. But since she sinned and bamboozled Adam by being bamboozled by the devil, now she's under Adam's thumb. I'm going to do a lesson about that. Because right now, women are still being abused. Women are being um, less than. They're, there's... Um, laws and stuff being made over their bodies and all that oh there's a there's a there's a reason for that there's a reason for that and i'm gonna do that lesson i keep saying i'm gonna do it but i really am i gotta gather the information because it's scriptural baby it's not just me saying i'm going through the scriptures and i'm gonna prove it so that's why um what i just said genesis 3 14 through 16 this is why no i'm saying this is why this is how you um, can know that the devil has children. I already said what I said. The devil has children. We already know that it's in Genesis. You can't dispute it. You can't fight it. You can't do none of that because the most high said what he said. Now I'm going to talk about Apocalypse of Abraham and I'm going to start at chapter 10. Now, the way that Apocalypse of Abraham goes is um, it transitions very subtly um, into different um, chapters. So if I'm starting at chapter 10, I could end up somewhere else. Um, it's just weird. It starts at chapter 10, but it also says from 13 to 14, which it is. But the way that you read it, it tells you how it transitions. But I only took a piece out. So please don't get confused. I'm reading the Apocalypse of Abraham, and it says chapter 10, but it actually says, it says it starts at chapter 10, but then it has 13, which is weird. It's in the um, Apocalypse of Abraham. I don't know why it's like that. It is what it is. I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot me. Okay, so the point I'm trying to make here is the devil has children, and I'm going to read this, and it says, Oh, okay. Um, it's going 13 and 14. It is. It does start at chapter 10, but it's saying 13 because I took a piece from 13 and then I took a piece from 14. So from chapter 13, which it really says 10, I'm not going to go back into it. Just understand. It is confusing, but whatever. Apocalypse of Abraham starting at chapter 10. It says Abraham accomplishes the sacrifice under the guidance of the angel and refuses to be diverted from his purpose by Azazel. So it starts at 13 and it says, and I'm starting at um, 9, 10, 11, and 12, I'm going to read. And then I'm going to go to another chapter, which is 14, and I'm going to start reading there. So it says, this is um, Abraham. And I did everything according to the commandment of the angel. Because let me just set the stage for you real quick. Abraham used to live with his father and his mother. But you know, they didn't say nothing about the, um, the daughters of Zion. And his father was idolatrous under Nimrod. I didn't already say what I said. Go to the other um, lessons and understand especially spiritual babylon spiritual um Mizraim and spiritual sodom and gomorrah i talk about um nimrod and who was in his court but abraham's father was a part of the court abraham's father is the line of shem they was moving and shaking with the line of ham hmm. 
There was. And a part of the court of Ham, which is Nimrod, Ham's grandson. Now, I will say that. Um, uh, Terah, who is Abraham's father, used to make Abraham, a, which his real name is Abraham with a V and not a B. How does the devil fool the world? Anyway, Terah used to make Abraham or Avram, because that's what his name, go out and sell idols, which was gods who they bowed down to. That's what um, uh, Terah used to make Avram do until the most high got to him. Uh-huh. That's why it says, leave your mother and your father and go to a land that I told you is not for no woman. It's because his father and everywhere he lived worship devils. And if you don't believe that, you better go to the book of Jasa. The book of Jasa has been legitimized by the Bible simply because if people believe all this stuff, oh, if it's not in the Bible, if it's not named in the Bible, like Enoch and all them, if it's not named in the Bible, then we ain't gonna go by it. What did I tell you about the devils? How can the devil tell you what goes where when he's the devil? The most I say he didn't show nothing and nothing zero zip zilch to nobody but the children of Israel. So why is somebody else in your ear talking about this ain't, this don't go with it? Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. And I'm telling you, the book of Jasa is legitimized in the Old Testament. So you better start going to that Old Testament. You better start listening to that book of Yeshia. Back to what I was saying. This is Abraham talking, which is named Abram, because the Most High didn't change his name until later. But you know, I'm going to be saying it interchangeably. Anyway. And I did everything according to the commandment of the angel and gave the angels who had come to us, the divided animals, but the angel took 10 birds and I waited for the evening sacrifice. Now, the angel was from the most high that went to, the, um, to Abraham and told him, I am the most high. He introduced himself to Abraham and he made that covenant with Abraham and this is where he called Abraham his friend because uh-huh. he chose Abraham now notice after Adam and Eve did what they did and Seth came and then his line came uh, Noah and then from Noah it split again in threes and then it followed Shem so Shem's line I already told you in a in a um, in a other lesson that just because you got a brother or a father or a twin doesn't mean that the Most High is gonna rock with all them. He could be rocking with you. He may not rock with your twin. Think about Yaakov and Esau. The Most High rocked with Yaakov and not Esau and they twins. The Most High is rocking with a particular people, people. And once you know who these people are, you know the most high ain't rocking with nobody else. Understand that, know that. So this is Abraham. So the um, before Abraham could even talk to the most high, uh, listen to the visions, go up and, and, and have the spirit on him and all this stuff, certain things had to be done. So the angel came down here and said, peace be unto you because peace is a spirit. Peace came, edified um, Abraham, gave him the strength to see things that he could not see in another dimension. And this is how the angel was dealing with him with the direction of the most high. Now, 
So the um, the angel told him, you know, you got to get certain bulls, you got to get um, livestock, certain livestock, and you got to sacrifice them, and then you got to get two birds. So that's what he did. So, and then um, the angel told him, well, we ain't going to sacrifice the birds, but you're going to sacrifice all the rest of that stuff. Now I set the stage for you, and I'm going to keep reading. Okay. The division of the animals, but the angel took the birds and I waited for the evening sacrifice and there flew an unclean bird. Let me stop right there. Let me stop right there. Now, the devil presented himself as an unclean bird. It could have been a buzzard. It could have been a crow. It could have been anything that's not clean. Now we understand in the book of Genesis, Exodus, and Deuteronomy, and Leviticus, what clean birds are and what dirty birds are. We understand what that is. So the devil flew over to Abraham. Aha, uh -huh, he tried it. He tried it. And start saying stuff. Now, Abraham is putting all the sacrifice together so he could do what the Most High said, and here comes the dirty bird. And we're going to read this. This is verse 10. And there flew an unclean bird down upon the carcasses, 11, and I drove it away. There's Abraham saying it. And the unclean bird spoke to me and said, what are you doing, Abraham? Well, he said it in D and Dow. So I'm going to say it in D and Dow, and then I'll say it in a regular way. What doest thou, Abraham, upon the holy heights where no man eateth or drinketh? So he's basically saying, Abraham, what you doing all the way up here where it ain't nobody else? What you doing up here? You see how he's talking small talk to get Abraham to listen to him? Abraham hears what he's saying, but hearing and listening is two different things. Hearing is white noise. Anything could be going on in the background, in the foreground. But if you focused, you're not listening to it. You just hear it. It's going in one ear and coming out the other. Understand that listening is actively taking what's said and acting on it. Understand the difference. So we're going to read it again. There flew an unclean bird that sat down upon the carcasses and I drove it away. And the unclean bird spake to me and said, what are you doing, Abraham, among the holy heights where there's no other man? Neither is there upon them any food of man, but these I consume every day with fire, and I will burn thee up. Forsake the man who is with thee and flee. Understand what the devil is saying to Abraham. He's telling Abraham because the angel came down as a human being. A lot of times human, when they encounter angels, because angels do walk the earth, it is in the scriptures, it's scriptural. That's why I say be good to people because you don't know if you entertain the angels. That's a, a loose translation of a scripture. You don't know who it is because angels can come in the form of anything. Spiritual beings can come in the form of anything. Spiritual beings, I'm going to say it again, can come in any form. Water, birds, anything, any natural thing, the, um, the uh, angels could come in. Mm -hmm. Snow, ice, they could come. How do we know this? We know this. From the book of Yashia. We know this from many books because in the book of Yashia, the devil turned into a lake of uh, a lake. 
Yeah. And right here, he's a bird. Mm -hmm. We're not going to play. Go to the Testament of Solomon. They turn themselves into all kinds of stuff. Worms, uh, ground, soil. They turn themselves into everything. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, the devil's still talking in his ear. And he's saying, leave this man who looks like an angel. Well, leave this angel who looks like a man. Leave him. Run away from him. Okay? That's what he's saying. He's saying, forsake the man, who's actually an angel, who is with you, and flee. For if you ascend to the heights, they'll kill you. That's what the angels, I mean, that's what the devil said. And it says it in the thee and thou. If you ascendeth to the heights, they will make an end of you or end of thee. He's basically saying in regular language, get away from him. Because if you keep going up, you're going to die. Is he not lying to the uh, to Abraham? Abraham don't even know who this bird is. He have no idea. And it came to pass when I saw the bird speak. This is Abraham saying he saw this dirty bird speak. I said to the angel, what is this, my Lord? And he said, the angel said to him, this is wickedness. Pure and simple. The angel told him, oh, this is wickedness that you see right here talking to you. Uh-huh. This is Azazel. Okay. Now I'm on 14. I popped from uh, 13. I already told you it's confusing. And I read chapters 9, 10, 11, and 12, and it goes right into 14. This is what I mean. It's confusing when you see the book. Now, I'm on number three. This is Azazel. He already said this is um, unrighteousness. It says ungodly list, but you already know the most high is not a God. So it's unrighteousness. This is Azazel four. And he said to it, the angel said to it, who is the devil, <laughs> disgrace upon thee, Azazel, for Abraham's lot is in heaven. But your lot is on the earth because you have chosen and loved this earth as being your dwelling place. Of your uncleanness, this is, your, this is the dwelling place of your uncleanness. Remember, Adam, um, Adam gave his power away and this whole earth that was good, the most I said everything was good, turned to wickedness. Now, uh -huh, I already told you this earth is cursed. Go to the platform library. Okay, you chose the earth for your dwelling place and you made it unclean. Therefore, the eternal mighty most high made you a dweller upon the earth. Who is the devil? The God of this earth. This is solidified in the Apocalypse of Abraham. I already told you, all these books are puzzles. You're going to put these puzzle pieces together and you're going to understand what's going on. Verse five. And through you, every evil spirit lies, not only lying with the tongue, but lying men living, existing. Six, and through you, wrath and trials for the generations of unrighteous men. This is the angel telling, uh, uh, pointing fingers at, not pointing fingers, but you know, telling the devil who he is in front of um, Abraham. For the most high, the eternal mighty one has not permitted that the bodies of the righteous should be in your hands 
8. In order that thereby the life of the righteous and the destruction of the unclean may be assured. 9. Here, friend, be gone with shame from me. You hear that the angel is saying here, friend? Be gone with the shame from me. For it has not been given to you to play the tempter in regard to all the righteous. Now, let me just sit on this for one second. Let me sit, pound it. Let me sit, pound it. Now, these two angelic beings are having a conversation with Abraham being privy to the conversation. The angel is telling the devil off. He's telling him off right in front of Abraham so that he understands. Abraham understands what's going down. The angel then said everything he need to do. This is, a, this is uncleanness. You, you have a lot. You got a lot, but it ain't this lot right here. It ain't this righteous one right here. You got people that you be emboozling, but it ain't going to be this one here. And he's telling him, be gone. Get away, for it has not been given to you. The Most High did not give you the authority to play the tempter to all the righteous. Now, this is tricky right here because the tempter is going to tempt some righteous, but not all of them. I already told you the devil fools the whole world, but he ain't going to be able to fool the very elect. Is that not a bridge? He's not going to be able to fool the very leg. Why? Because the Ruach is dealing with them. This has been foreordained before the foundation of the world. Understand that and know that. You hear the angel telling Azazel that in front of Abraham, who was the father of many nations? You hear that when Abraham was just still young. His name wasn't even changed yet. The angel continues, depart from this man. You cannot lead him astray because he is an enemy to you and those who follow you and love you and love doing what you will. This is what it says. For behold, the vesture which is in heaven was formerly yours has been set aside for Abraham. I'm going to tell you what it means in a minute. And the mortality which has been with Abraham is transferred to you. Oh, is that not a drop the mic moment? What did the angel say? Let me, <laughs> let me break down what the angel said to the devil. The angel said to the devil in a nutshell, you can't fool Abraham because he's not yours. He wasn't never given to you. Okay. You ain't going to be able to fool all the elect because they're not yours. You only got the ones that's yours, that's your children, and the ones that's going to listen to you. That's all you got. He just said that. And he said, the Most High took your eternity off you, because that's what the Most High did when he thrashed them down. He took his power away, his divine power away. He took it away, and he held it. And then when Abraham was born, he gave it to Abraham, and he gave Abraham's carnality to the devil. This is why the devil's going to die. This is why he got a short time because the Most High took his divinity away. You're not going to play with me. Praise your hallelujah. You're not going to play with me because the things that you can see 
has a time limit and the things you can't see are eternal. The most high took his eternity away and gave it to Abraham. Child, you're not going to play with me. You're not going to play with me. I just proved to you that the devil has children. And I'm going to say it again for the people in the back that didn't get it. Depart from this man. You cannot lead him astray because he is the enemy to you. And those who follow you and love you and do your will, those are the ones you got control over. For behold, the vesture which is in heaven was formerly yours, has been set aside for Abraham. And the carnality that Abraham has, has been transferred to you. There it is. Boom. There it is. So the devil has children. The devil been talking to people. He has the power to do X, Y, and Z, meaning he got the power to talk to his children and tell them to do thy will. And he got the power to talk to the people who listen to him, not the ones who hear him, because the devil talks to us at all times. It's thoughts in your mind, thoughts in your mind that's always happening. It is up to you to act on them. It is up to you to listen to them. You can hear them. Because you think it's your own thoughts. But when you look in that mirror and you say, oh, I don't like my nose. I don't like my hair. I don't like this. I don't like that. Oh, I'm too big. Oh, I'm too small. Oh, I'm too dark. Oh, I'm too light. My hair's picky. My hair's stringy. My hair's this, that, da, 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 da. When you keep doing that, that's the devil talking to you. Because the Most High said, you are blessed and highly favored. I'm going to say it again. Your big nose, your black skin, your beautiful black skin, the way that you grew up, you're, you're tall, you're short, you're this, you're that, the most high made you intricately blessed and highly favored. Okay? But you're going to turn around and listen to the devil. So you going out and getting BBLs, skin softening, straightening your hair. You're doing all kinds of stuff when the most high said that man was made in his image, children of Israel. You're doing too much, children of Israel. You're doing too much. It's time to tell the truth and shame the devil, children of Israel. Okay, so the truth, the truth is going to shame the devil. The truth is going to shame that devil. Now I'm going to the shepherd of Hermas. Now I need you to understand this. When people are born, I don't know if you've ever seen a TV show or even a cartoon or whatever. I know when, <laughs> when I was growing up, we used to watch these crazy cartoons and they wasn't as funny back then as they funny now. Now that you understand them and they racist as all, well, I don't know what, but if you understand real spiritual things and you understand how stuff works and you kind of understand that it goes with the territory. You got to navigate this world. People going to be hard-headed. People going to be knuckleheads. People going to be racist. They're going to be whatever. Nevertheless, the cartoons have these crazy um, concepts. One of them is that um, the devil sits on one side and the angel sits on the other. Well, that's not too far-fetched. That's not too far-fetched. And I'm going to read the Shepherd of Hermas. And this is the fifth commandment. Now, the point of me reading this, and I did upload the Shepherd of Hermas, is a very 
very comprehensive book. And what I mean by that, it's thought provoking, it is comprehensive. This book was supposed to be in the New Testament. It was taken out. This book is about a man who gets visions from the most high. And he answers a lot of questions that we have today. When we are walking in our walk, we got a whole bunch of questions. I mean, little questions, big questions. They may not all get answered. But in reading this book, and it's a simple book, even though I say comprehensive, it's thought provoking. That's what I mean by comprehensive. But it's a simple book to read. It's a simple book to read. And it's, uh, it's a... Um, it's a decent book to meditate on. I did upload the book. It gives you a lot of information and it answers a lot of questions and it puts you in a different mind space or mindset. It puts you in a different one and it helps you to transform your thinking um, less into um, less carnal and more spiritual. Because um, we, when we grow up, and those who were taught the Bible and taught to go to church and all of that stuff, we program to do these things. When we are deprogrammed, it's hard because it's changing everything you've ever known. People don't like that to be changed. This is why it's hard to um, spread the word because people are so comfortable in a certain mindset, in a certain um, way that they learned about life. And when it's being called into question, it's hard to break away from it. But we must be deprogrammed. This book, Shepherd of Hermas, helps you to be deprogrammed. It is a little nudge, a soft little nudge to get you to understand spiritual things. When I first read this book, my eyes, I'm not going to say my eyes was com uh, completely open. It wasn't, but it was refreshing to, um, for this book to reveal and unfurl questions that I had that I didn't know I had. And it was very refreshing. I looked through this book ever so often because the most high holds the word in my heart and I can recall it, praise you, hallelujah, when certain people say certain things and I can't communicate it. I can go to this book and refer somebody to this book and know that this question is going to be answered in a um, fundamental way. And this is what I'm doing right now. I am going to answer the question of who walks with us when we're born and through our lives. How does the devil fool the world? The devil is fooling the world with every piece of everything he could ever do. He's throwing out cards. He's telling you he's going to win all this. But we must remember that he's a liar from the beginning. But people are going to believe that he's going to win. And this is why things are going the way they are. And while he is reigning on the earth and he is pulling the strings of mainstream society to fool everybody and be wicked to everybody because mainstream society is getting what they want. And the devil is getting what he wants. It's a give and take. Because the devil gives to mainstream society 
riches, prestige, elitism, power, money. That's what the devil gives them. But there has to be a sacrifice. So who are the mainstream society uh, sacrificing? Everybody else. Uh-huh. Do or die. Because there have been people that have died that has not followed mainstream society. And it's been from the very beginning, but in regard to the children of Israel, it started with the fourth kingdom. You have to understand that. So in the spiritual realm, there's um, angels assigned to us. Uh-huh, everybody, everybody. And this is what it says, because they are wicked spirits that manipulate. This is the point. There's wicked spirits that's manip that manipulate, and then there's the Ruach. Now I'm going to read this. This is the fifth commandment. The sadness of heart and the patience. And this is chapter one. This is the fifth, comm uh, the fifth uh, commandment. But I'm only going to read a certain amount just to give you an idea of who walks with you. And this is the reason why um, certain people can't be fooled. Saints can't be fooled. This is the reason why saints cannot be fooled. Okay, because the devil fools the whole world, but he can't fool the saints because the Ruach is dealing with the saints. And I'm going to tell you why. And it says, this is the angel talking to, uh, it's not the angel, sorry, it's the shepherd that's talking to um, Hermas. Now, there are spiritual beings. I already told you they're not all angels. This one is a shepherd. There are, I'm just going to say, types of angelic beings that are shepherds that watch over people. And this particular shepherd is talking to Hermas. I uploaded the shepherd of Hermas. I want you to go to the platform library and I want you to listen to it. And I need you to understand what's being said because sure, uh, sure. Hermas is talking to many angelic beings and they are giving him very important information that we need to know as the children of the most high, as all of us, the children of the most high, everybody. You, under, you need to understand who you are. So this is what it says. This is the shepherd talking to Hermas. Be patient, said he, and of good understanding and you will be ruled over every wicked work and you will work all righteousness. For if you be patient, the Ruach HaKadosh, which they call the Holy Spirit, that dwells in you will be pure. He will not be darkened by any evil spirit, but dwelling in a broad region, he will rejoice and be glad. And with the vessel, you're the vessel, in which he dwells, he will serve the most high in gladness, having great peace within himself. I'm going to tell you what it means. When you're doing the will of the most high, you turn from your wicked ways, you uh, following the most high, you seeking him, you uh, walking in righteousness. The Ruach dwells in you, in your vessel. I already told you, you the little light in the vessel. I'm going to give you another example too. If anybody ever saw the movie, um, what is that thing with Will Smith and that other man? And it's all these creatures in New York. <laughs> um, I forgot what it is, but I forgot the name of it. But um, it's these two guys and they, um, Men in Black. Okay. The first Men in Black when Will Smith and the other actor is looking for this 
big bug that's getting ready to kill the whole world. And they looking for the galaxy. There's this man who was holding, uh, he was the holder of the galaxy, but the galaxy itself was on the, the cat's neck. But the man who was the owner of the cat, I know it's crazy. The man who was the owner of the cat was a little alien inside of a human body. So I want you to think of that. When I say, this is your vessel, you the little man, the little light inside of the body vessel that's controlling it. That's what you need to know who you are. You need to know who you really are. That's who you are. You're not this flesh bag that just came here one day, you was born, you're going to do whatever it is for how many years you live it, and then you're going to die and you're never going to be heard from again. That's what the devil is telling you. That's what the devil is telling you. I'm going to also tell you this too. Uh, heathens and Gentiles believe that their flesh first, their soul second, and then maybe it's a spirit. That's what they need. And this is how the devil uh, um, bamboozles you. This is how the devil rules you and has you thinking. Because the heathens and the Gentiles believe that they flesh first, then they soul, and then it's a spirit. That's what they believe. The children of the Most High, the saints, believe and know that they was animated by a spirit. The spirit animates them. They are the little light, which is the consciousness between your head and your heart that resides in the physical body on this plane called earth. That's the difference. It is important to know that you are nothing but a consciousness. In the beginning, the Most High took the dust of the ground and breathe the breath of life into that dust and it became a living soul. You are a consciousness that is animated by the spirit and the, the consciousness and the, which is the soul and the spirit is intertwined because the most high has to animate it and make it alive. So it has to be intertwined and you in a physical coat which is your body on earth. That's who you are. This is why I said it's important to know who you are and who you belong to. You can't do nothing without understanding who you are and who you belong to. You can't. You can't turn from your wicked ways. You can't do none of that because it's not going to make sense to you. You got to understand who you are. And the heathens and the, um, and the, gen uh, the, heathens and the pagans, they believe they flesh first. This is why the devil's already all in through them. And this is what the devil's children believe. The most high children know that he is the father of lights and they a little light. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Aha. Uh -huh. It don't say this little fleshly body, I'm going to let it shine. No, 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 no. This little light that is me, the consciousness, you're going to let it shine because this father of spirits came and animated you with his spirit, with his breath. Understand that. So back to what I was saying. If the Ruach is dealing with you, then you walking in righteousness and he's dwelling in the vessel that is you. I already said what I said. This is uh, Shepherd Hermas. Okay. He will rejoice and be glad. And with the vessel, this is the Ruach dealing and dwelling in you, in which he dwells, 
He serves the most high in gladness, having great peace within himself. Why is he having all this peace and the devil can't get to him? Because the walk is in there having supper with you. We understand this. We know this. That's another bridge to the Bible. But if any outburst of anger take place, for with the Ruach, who is tender, is strained, not having a pure place, and he seeks to depart. So we understand a wicked spirit walks with you too. And he can, I already told you, like even going back into the apocalypse of Abraham, the devil has the power to influence you by talking to you. I already told you that when the angel's telling him, this said, you can't have this one. Okay, you can influence other people by talking to them. So if the Ruach HaKadosh is dwelling in you and you're doing righteousness, then you're going to hear what the devil says by his um, um, demons. You're going to hear it, but you're not going to listen. For when you start listening, the Ruach is going to depart. Just like I said in the um, in the book of the Apocalypse of um, Abraham, the angel said, you don't have all the saints. What did I say? You don't have all the saints, meaning you're going to have some of them. You have access to some of the saints, but you ain't going to have them all. The very elect understand that you ain't going to have the very elect because the most high is dealing with them. The Ruach is there. The Ruach is going to have you walking in righteousness. But when you start listening to other things, then you listening to the devils. You're listening, not hearing. You're listening to them. So then the Ruach is going to depart. Uh-huh. For the Ruach is choked by the vile spirit, that is the devil, and cannot attend on the most high as he wishes. For anger pollutes him, the flesh. Anger pollutes the flesh. So now you ain't listening to the rock no more because a part of the fruits of the spirit is not to get angry. Okay. It even says it in the scriptures, um, get angry, but don't sin. There's a way to get angry. There's a way to blow off sin and not sin. But when you move forward, when you start sinning, the Ruach is by and here come the devil. For the most high dwells in long suffering but the devil dwells in anger. The two spirits then, when dwelling in the same habitation, that is the body, are at discord with each other. Uh, I already said that scripture. The flesh and the soul have enmity. I'm saying it again in another way. And are troublesome to that man in whom they dwell. For if an exceedingly small piece of wormwood is taken and put into a jar of honey, is not the honey entirely destroyed? And does not the exceedingly small piece of wormwood entirely take away the sweetness of the honey so that it no longer affords any gratification to its owner, but has become bitter and lost its use? I'm going to tell you what it means. One piece of wickedness corrupts everything. If you're walking in the Most High's will, if you're doing everything the Most High um, says, then no wickedness should be able to penetrate you. Okay? The Most High, who is Yeshua in the flesh, in the New Testament, he has so many metaphors in regard to that. He talks about the strong man. He talks about being full, staying full. 
because the devil cannot enter a full vessel. If it's full with life, light, the devil can't enter it. If there's a little piece, uh, a little opening, a little piece for him to get in, he will get in. You cannot give way to the devil or not allow the devil to give way in any way. So if you're walking in the Ruach, don't turn around to the left or the right. Stay in the path of the Most High. Don't look left or right. Don't give way to the devil. Don't allow the devil to do nothing. Don't let listen to the devil. Okay, because you're always hearing what, what's going on. Do not listen. Do not lend your ear to the devil because he's going to take that opportunity and he's going to run with it. Okay. We must walk in truth. Truth is the Ruach. Remember that. When the truth lives in you, then you're shaming the devil. When the truth lives in you, you're shaming the devil. But when you give way, and, and, and don't want the truth in you, walking with you, suffering with you no more. You giving way to the devil. Uh-huh. And then, uh, anything goes. Now I have some scriptures I want to read before I sign off. Try not to make these um, lessons too long. But I try to make them as powerful as I can. As powerful as the Ruach allows me to make and get my tea. Okay. Now we have some scriptures about the God of this world. Okay. We understand there is a God of this world. And what he does is lie. And he's making you look like a fool because he's um, giving you lies. You regurgitating lies. And the most high just looking at you shaking his head. Because mm -hmm. in the end, you will not win. You're not going to win. The spoiler alert is already out. The most high wins. That's the spoiler alert for anybody who guesses anything else. <laughs> the most high wins because he's the author and the finisher. Okay? The alpha and the omega. The beginning and the end. Who's the devil? The wicked one. Does it say that the devil's the beginning and end? Uh-uh. The devil going to have his little time. He's going to have his reign for a little bit. He runs around seeking who he made the bat. All that. But it don't say nothing about he going to win. Okay? So you already have the spoiler. So let's talk about the God of this earth or the God of this world. Earth, world, same thing. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. And I'm reading from the um, English Standard Version. All of the ones that I'm going to quote right now is from the English Standard Version. Why? Because it's in plain English. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, which I read earlier. In their case, the God of this world is, has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of the Mashiach, who is the in, in the image of the Most High. What does the devil do? Pull the wool over your eyes. He's a liar. Your job is to walk in truth and shame the devil. Uh -huh. That's what your job is. Not all this extra stuff you've been doing. John 12 and 31. Now is the judgment of this word. Excuse me. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. What did the Most High say? That's a prophecy. He's prophesying. The ruler of this world going to be cast out, cast down, burnt up, and no longer in existence. 
That's what's going to happen. And if you're rocking with him, you're going right the same way. Mm -hmm. First John 5 and 19. We know that we are from the most high and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Now I'm going to go back to 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of the Mashiach, who is in the image of the Most High. What did John say? Yachanah said that we from the Most High and the whole world lies in the power of the devil. Because the devil is the God of this world. Okay. Ephesians 2 and 2. In which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, who is the devil, the God of this world, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. So what do we know about the devil? We're going to learn something every day. We learned that the devil, the most high allowed the devil to have children and the most high allows the devil to talk to his followers and they listen. Not the ones that hear, because he's talking to everybody and they hear, but they're not listening. White noise. We know that the devil, his um, his uh, eternity was taken away from the Most High and given to Abraham, who was the Most High's friend. We know this from the apocalypse of Abraham. We I didn't already say what I said. I already read it. We understand that. We know that the devil gone is walks around like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. May because the Most High gave him a certain amount of power. That's what the Most High did. Not unlimited power, not authority. The Most High did not give him that. That's what we know about the devil. We know that the devil was a liar from the beginning. We know that the devil does all kinds of stuff. We know that the devil um, is uh, fooling and uh, controlling mainstream society. Why and how do we know that? Because he's given them fleshly desires. He's given them the desires of their heart and it's fleshly. The average work, uh, rich person, what do they want? More riches. Who could give it to them? The devil. What do they have to do to do it? Crush other people. Take money from other people. Make other people poor and destitute so they can get more money. Not care about other people. That's how it happens. That's how it works. Is that not the devil behind it? I told you I don't talk about the um, the the uh, leaves on the tree and the stems. I'm going to the root, baby. I'm going to dig all the way down to the root. And that's what it is. Revelations 12 and 9. And the great dragon, this is what's going to happen to the devil in the end. I already told you, spoiler alert, the most high winds. Revelations 12 and 9. And the great dragon was thrown down that ancient serpent Genesis 3:14 through 16 who is called the devil and Satan the deceiver of the whole world except for the every, very elect he was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him what say who now say what now you're not going to play with the most high honey and I'm not here doing this for nothing. I'm trying to unveil the devil's tactics to you so that you know what to look for. I'm going to ring this bell along with other people that are strong and leading, strong and <clears throat> ringing the bell, strong and teaching. 
We're not fooling you. We're not taking our precious time and lying to you. We're not leading you astray. The most high is working with us. The most high is directing our paths. And we are ringing this bell feverishly so that you could get on board. Now I have some more. I got four more before I wrap this up. This is verses, verses, scriptural verses regarding the lust of the flesh. I already told you. Pagans, which consist of Gentiles and um, heathens, believe that they flesh first, soul second, and then spirit somewhere in the end. The children of the Most High and the saints understand and know that they spirit, excuse me, their spirit and soul, the consciousness is their little light. The spirit, which is from the most high in his breath, animates them. So that's intertwined together. And they are a little light that's on the physical earth in a physical body. That's what they know. You have to understand this to know who you are because you're the little light who the father of lights animated. You are the little light. Okay? That's how you navigate through this world. That's how you can listen to the most high. That's how you know. Not being fleshly first. Don't put the flesh first. Because the flesh is not first. The flesh must be beaten down to the ground, capped in the eye, kicked in the groin. That's what the flesh got to be. Kick that uh, flesh right in his behind and say, no, I am leaving this ship, which is the little light that is being, um, that is being, um, supped with with the Ruach. I'm the leader here. I'm not going to let this flesh go run off and do whatever it wants to because it's listening to the devil. No, 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 no. You must listen to the Ruach. Okay? We're not going to play these kind of games. You beat that flesh down to the ground. Don't give it no mercy. None. Because you are not the head here. You're not the leader. The spirit is the leader. Understand that. Back to what I was saying. First John 2 and 16. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride in possessions is not from the father, but is from the world. What did I say? How many times can I say it? How many times, how many ways can I say it? How many ways can I tell you that this world is wicked, that the flesh that's being ruled by the world is wicked, that you have to come into yourself spiritually to understand and stop this flesh from running amok? How many times do I have to say it? How many ways? How many times and how many ways? You need to get on board, people. You need to reserve your seat to the next life. You need to. You got to. Galatians 5 and 16, but I say, walk by the spirit, the Ruach, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. What did I say in regards to the shepherd of Hermas? If the Ruach is suffering with you, if he's in your vessel, there ain't no room for nobody else. It ain't no room for nothing else because you already heard the angel in the, um, in the ap uh, apocalypse of Abraham called the devil it. Do you want a beast inside your vessel? Do you want the beast inside your vessel? 
most of these people let the beast inside that vessel and the beast is going ham and running that vessel into the ground by overeating, by putting stuff in the body and on the body that it shouldn't be. It's getting cancer. It's getting all kinds of stuff. The devil is running your vessel down to the ground and you don't even know it. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh. I need you to understand this. I need you to hear this. I need you to meditate on this. I need you to know this. Rewind it if you got to. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. And the works of the flesh, that is being ruled by the devil, are evident. Sexual immorality is what the devil uses. Impurity of every kind sensuality that goes with sexual um, morality, idolatry, which is worshiping devils, sorcery, magic of any kind, enmity, hatred, strife, jealousy, that's a spirit within itself, an old ancient spirit, mm, that, that need to be exercised out, fits of anger, which I already told you in the Shepherd Hermas, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like that. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of the Most High. That's what Shaul said. And he's talking to everybody, the Gentiles and the sprinkle of Yasharel that sprinkled on up in there, following them and whoring around. I'm going to keep calling the children of Israel hoes. They all kind of I want you to think about what I'm saying. I want you to think about how important it is to know who you are for real, for real, for real, behind the veil, behind all this stuff that you can see, behind your, um, your um, fleshly, um, carnal desires and um, senses. I need you to know. I need you to see beyond what you see in the mirror. I need you to see that because there's no other way that you can get with the most high if you don't know who you are and who you belong to. It's not fleshly. It's not. It's like putting on a coat. Some people got a coat they don't want. Some people got a coat that they love and they do everything to the coat. It's a coat. It's not you. You are that little light that's inside the coat. That's what you are. That's what you got to understand. And when you understand that, you will have a stepping stone into a better understanding of who you are. It's not the end all and be all, but you will have a piece of understanding of who you are and who you belong to. Because the most high is not carnal. He's not tangible. You can't see him. You can't feel him. Well, you can feel him in the spirit, but you can't do any tangible thing to him you can't do any carnal thing to him and i believe this is why the children of israel is doing what they're doing because mm -hmm. they want to be able to touch something they want to be able to follow something and all of that and then they don't want to rely on their uh spiritual being they don't want to knowing full well they fleshly dirt bags hoes uh-huh. That's what they are. I'm going to read one more and then I'm going to sign off. 
1 John 2, 15 through 17. This is my warning and my ad, um, admi what is it? admonishment. Sorry, I was getting tongues out again. Admonishment to you. Do not love the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father, the Most High, the L, is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, uh -huh, pride and possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world which the devil controls. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of the most high abides forever. What did I say? You have to know who you are and who you belong to. That's important. It's very important. We already know you have to turn from your wicked ways. But to know who you are, you can't turn from your wicked ways if you don't know who you are. If you blind, deaf, and dumb, you can't do that. Somebody has to lead you. Somebody has to tell you something. Somebody has to take their time, their precious time and help you. And that's what the most high is doing for people. The most high is equipping people to be that CNI person for you, to help you open your eyes, to help you unplug those ears so that you can move forward and be used by the most high and solidify your place to the next life. That's what you need. You can't just turn around and do, turn, at, um, turn from your wicked ways because you got to know who you are first because people be like, well, I ain't doing nothing. What do I got to do that for? That's for them. Yeah, that's what, that's what they are. That's what they do. Turn from your wicked ways. Yeah, we understand that, but know who you are in the most high. Think about that. You need to do some soul searching. We do. We as a nation need to do some soul searching. Because while we sitting up here doing every day, whatever, every day, this whole world is going down and blazing fire. Mm-hmm. Because it already says that the most high, um, excuse me, that the devil fools everybody except for the very elect. If he could fool the very elect, he would, but he can't. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, because the truth is sitting there suffering with them. And you can't bamboozle the truth. And this is why I say, tell the truth, be in the truth, walk in the truth, and shame the devil. I am finished with this lesson. I hope this lesson edifies you. I hope every lesson I ever teach or lecture edifies you. I hope you learn something every time you listen to my voice. Okay? The scriptures say, Lift up the most high and he will draw all men to you. Now that's a little, that's a, uh, a loose translation for me, but it's in the scriptures. I'm trying to ring the bell, hold up the most high. I'm trying to do everything. I'm trying to do everything in my power to get you where you need to go. And I pray that you do. I pray for every soul that listens to me. I really do. Because I want all of us to be in the next life. It's going to be some real hectic stuff happening down here. And some of us may even be privy to it. I don't know how many of us will, but before you leave this earth and take this last breath, you're going to know who the most high is. That's a prophecy. So you might as well walk in truth and shame the devil. With that, I say, until next time.
Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. It's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks.